Uh, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. The Bible says, we'll start reading in verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, is that you this evening? If it is, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all, behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, here it is, we are ambassadors. For Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in God's steed, be reconciled to God. You, if you are in Christ, are his ambassador. And we're going to speak about that this evening. John chapter number 15. Let's start there. As we unwrap what it means to be an ambassador. John chapter number 15. Watch what it says in verse number 16. Jesus says in John 15 verse 16. Ye have not chosen me. But I have chosen you. And ordained you. You and I are not self-appointed ambassadors. We are appointed by God. And that should mean something. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We don't self-appoint. God appoints us. And we are to be his ambassador. Watch what it says. You should do or you should be as an ambassador in verse 16. That ye should go for that ye should go and bring forth fruit that your fruit should remain that whatsoever ye shall ask of the father in my name he may give it you you were designed by god as a new creature to bring forth fruit do you know what that means for you and i we are not to stay as baby Christians. As appointed by God as his ambassador. He tells us we are to go and bring forth fruit. Fruit should be coming from our life. We need to be ambassadors that grow. Look at verse eight, or verse 17. These things I command you that you love one another. Uh, that's a good, that's a really, really good place to start. You know why? Because the next verse tells us, if the world hates you, <laughs> ye know that it hated me before it hated you. If you're going to be an ambassador for Christ, you are appointed by God to bring forth fruit, but to love each other. And one of the contrasts that I see in here is why it's so important. There's many reasons why it's important that we love each other. There's many reasons why we should have the spirit of love. 
But by way of contrast in this verse, may I bring to your attention one thought. The world hates you. It hated Christ. It hates you. You are his ambassador and the world hates you. All the more. A good contrast on why we should love one another. A true ambassador, a true ambassador loves like Christ loves. Does the world hate us? Does the world hate Christ? Did Christ go to the cross to die for his enemies? He did. So we look out that lost and dying world. We should have manifested in our hearts the love that Christ had for them. We are his ambassador. We are to go out to them. We are to have sacrificial giving, love giving from the heart to that world. You're not self-appointed as an ambassador. Second point I'd like to speak to you tonight is found in Matthew 6. Matthew chapter number 6. Second thing we need to understand tonight about being an ambassador for Christ is that we do not represent our own personal interests anymore. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, the Bible says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We, we are, before we came to Christ, everything we did was about caring for our physical bodies. What did we seek ye first? Everything that surrounded our own personal interests that's not the case anymore that care is transferred not to our own personal interest but to what Christ has for us it's it's a interest of spiritual things it's a it's a care of the soul Look at verse 33, if you will, with me. But seek. There's a command there by God. If you are his ambassador, he wants you to seek. First and primarily the kingdom of God, spiritual things. Primary preference isn't anymore. It's not anymore what you were. What you or I want. What are you seeking? First. There's nothing in here that says. Well we, we, we see that. There's a primary. You can seek other things. I can seek other things. But what is primary? If you, if you have the primary seeking down first. The kingdom of God. Everything else will be in its proper place. Primarily, as an ambassador, you and I do not represent our own personal interests anymore. That shouldn't bother us. And if it does, do business with God. 
Look at verse 34. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. Everybody's worried about tomorrow. They got enough stuff to worry about today. Which shouldn't be worrying, but nonetheless, people do it. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Everybody likes competition. Let me point out, maybe it's obvious to you already, but let me point out the obvious. There will always be something competing for first place in your life. There will always be something pulling at your heartstrings, competing for your attention to get it off of what's most important. It's always going to be there. It's a daily battle. It's a daily struggle. And if we're not careful, it'll just suck us right into it. You know, people are, people are, dying, people are dying today, tonight, and they're dropping into the depths of hell. But they're not going to stay there for one night. It's eternity. Over the weekend, all over America, all over every nation on the continent, all the continents, all over the entire world, over the weekend, people will be dying and dropping into hell. But it's not a weekend stay. They're not checking in and then checking out. We are ambassadors. Our own personal interests are put aside. And Jesus Christ and seeking first his kingdom is first place. Okay. Keep that in mind. Third thing I'd like to speak to you about is found in 2 Timothy 2. If you can turn there, 2 Timothy chapter number 2. We are not self-appointed ambassadors. We are appointed by God. We don't represent our own interest. We represent the interest of God. We seek ye first his kingdom. And number three, we are a spokesperson for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's found in 2 Timothy chapter number two, verse number 15. Study. How many of you do that? You should. Your own personal Bible study. Why? To show thyself approved. Okay, well that's good. We get an education. We show ourselves approved. We learn a trade. We show ourselves approved. We learn a musical instrument. We show ourselves approved. But here it's talking unto who? Who are we to show ourselves approved unto? God! We are his ambassadors. We are a spokesperson for him. And then the Bible goes on to say a workman. We've got to work at it. That needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. One ambassador. That studies. One ambassador. Who's willing to work. Here's what John Wesley said. John Wesley said this. 
If I had 300 men who feared nothing but God, hated nothing but sin, and were determined to know nothing among men but Jesus Christ and him crucified, I would set the world on fire. That's what Wesley said. One man asked for 300 men to set the world on fire. All I'm asking this evening is for us to consider a portion of that in our little town. One man that fears God. One man that hates sin. One man wants to preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. And we can turn this town upside down. We want revival in our town. If we want revival in our community. It starts in our own heart. With one man saying, give me 300 men. With one man saying, give me five men. We need men that are willing to study. Men that are willing to work. Men that hate sin and love God. In Wesley's day, you can argue there was more men. <laughs> this isn't a game for boys. Men. Work men. If you're 12 years old tonight, and you're 13 years old tonight, or you're 14 years old tonight, do the work of a man. Don't waste your youth playing little boys games. Develop yourself into a man and study the word of God. Work at wanting to know the mind of God. Fear God, young people. Hate sin, young people. And preach nothing but Christ crucified. And if you have a revival in your own heart, there'll be a revival on your street. And if there's a revival on your street, there'll be a revival in the neighborhood. And if there's a revival in the neighborhood, there'll be a revival in the town. But it starts in our own hearts. You and I are ambassadors. One, we are not self-appointed. Two, we don't represent our own interests. Number three, we are a spokesperson for God. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. Oh, get Matthew 24 as well. 1 Corinthians 10 and Matthew 24. Keep your finger in Matthew 24. We'll read 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31 first. The Bible says, whether therefore ye eat, how many of us did that today, or drink, we all did that. Or whatsoever ye do, did you do some whatsoever things we all did? Do all, all to the glory of God. An ambassador is an honorable man or an honorable woman. And in all that they do, you know who the credit goes to, the glory goes to, the honor goes to? Christ. Are you 100% in?
you know, back in Genesis, you don't have a lot of verses about what the, how the people reacted to Noah. It's nice to speculate. They teased him. They mocked him. They did. And maybe they did. But you know what it says in Matthew 24? <clears throat> in Matthew chapter 24, look at verse number 38. Matthew 24, verse 38. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking. Now, in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31, we learned as Christians, as ambassadors for Christ, wherefore, uh, whether therefore ye eat or drink, whatsoever you do, do all for the glory of God. Are you eating? You better have God in your mind. You drinking? You better have God in your mind. Matthew 24, you know what they were doing back in the days of Noah? The same thing we're doing as Christians, eating and drinking. Matthew 24, verse number 38. Marrying and giving in marriage. Until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Now here's the verse I wanted to show you. Look at verse 39. And they knew not. Until the flood came. In Noah's day the people were unaware. They didn't know what was going on. They were unaware. They were just eating. They were just, they were just drinking. You know what that is? They were indifferent to it. They were indifferent. Verse 38. And knew not until what? The flood came. And took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. And there's a contrast there in Matthew 24. Where when Christ comes again, same thing's going to be happening. People are just, they're just indifferent. They're unaware. They don't care. They don't care. And we know, we know that God told Noah to do a bunch of things, right? <laughs> we can go through and read all, go and read tonight, all the things God told Noah to do. Do you know what Noah didn't do at the end of all of it? He didn't shut the door. God shut. And there's Noah and his family in the ark. And you know what Noah and his family didn't have? Video games. Cell phones. They didn't have a screen to put their face in front of. They didn't have sports to join. They didn't have hobbies to, to occupy their time. They were all in the ark. Which is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you in Jesus Christ tonight? Are you his ambassador? Have you been shut in? Is all of your joy with him? We say we're in Christ. We say we're ambassadors. But Noah had nothing but the joy of God. And he's in that ark. He's not getting out. We go stir crazy if we're in our home for two days. Imagine God shutting the door of that ark and you being on there with your family. What are we doing today? Same thing we did yesterday. Enjoying the joy of the Lord. 
What is there to do today? Enjoy the Lord. We have gotten away from that in our culture. We have gotten away from that in our churches. As I study these passages and I think about what it means to be an ambassador, I'm convicted in my own life. My own emotions, my own heart, my own soul finds more joy in the Lord than it does in other things. It doesn't matter what you're eating. It doesn't matter what you're drinking. It doesn't matter whatsoever the things you're doing in 1 Corinthians 10. All of the glory goes to God. Because you're finding joy in what you do. And you're resting in Christ. And it's joyful to you. But the Lord shut him in. And Noah was content. We are ambassadors. We're not self-appointed. We're God-appointed. We are ambassadors. We don't represent our own interests anymore. It's God's interests. We are ambassadors. We are spokespeople for God now. We are ambassadors. Everything we do should be honorable. Everything. And all of the credit goes to God. John chapter 14. If I can ask you to turn there. The next point I'd like to make tonight to you. Is that we are all in a foreign land. John chapter number 14. Bible says in verse number one, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And then Jesus says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And the place is prepared. Except we're not in that place right now. We're down here. And then it says, and if I go, verse 3, and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive unto myself that where I am, ye, there ye may be also. As ambassadors, we have a tenure on this land right now. But may I remind all of us this evening, this land is not our home. We are pilgrims passing through, and we are strangers to this foreign land. We are on foreign ground. And in many ways, you can say we are in enemy's territory. As an ambassador, we're on foreign soil. But someday, I'll fly away. Someday, we're going to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. That's where we're going. Our home is eternal. That means eternal joy, eternal peace. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Life trials seem so small when we see Christ. One glimpse of his dear face 
all sorrow will erase. So bravely run the race. Run it! Till we see Christ. Don't complain about the land. Don't complain you're in enemy territory. Run! Run the race! Like a man! Christian ambassador that lives for more than his own personal interests. Is he worth it all? He's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to run for. People run for the drill sergeant. They get drafted in the boot camp. The drill sergeant yells and screams in his face for six weeks. And he stands there, this drill sergeant, and he does whatever his drill sergeant says. You join, you join the track team, the coach tells you to run around a track a hundred times. You join the football team, the football coach tells you to run around. You join the basketball team, do some more laps. Run for Christ. You don't want to leave this world. You don't want to leave foreign enemy territory with regret. I don't want to leave this land regretting that I didn't live a more sacrificial life holy to God. And I don't want you to have any regrets like that either. You can make a U-turn out there. But when you pass out into eternity, there's no U-turns. Don't live a life that you're going to regret. And we so easily apply it to sinners and lost people. And even as parents to our kids, don't do that, you'll regret it. Don't put your hand on that hot plate. You'll, you'll regret it. That'll hurt you. I am asking us to apply that now. I apply it to me. You apply it to you. Let's not leave foreign territory with a regret that we didn't live more sacrificially for Christ. Now, I know that looks different for everyone. I know that. But in your life, in your situation, in the circumstances and, and, and the network of people that the Lord has you around outside of the church family and the church house. Don't leave this land with regret. He's worth it all. Last verse, Matthew 28. And then I'll be done. Matthew 28. Number one, you're not self-appointed. Number two, you don't represent your own interests. Number three, you're a spokesperson for God. Four, you give all of the honor and credit to God. Five, realize that as an ambassador, you are on foreign territory. And lastly, I'd like to speak to you this evening from Matthew 28. Very simple passage. And I'd like us all to leave with this thought. We have all the resources that we need. 
and we have all the backup that we need. Matthew 28, verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. We talked about that end of the world phrase, that system, that world system is going to come to an end. And until that time on foreign land, we've got backup. All of our backup comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. He has the power. He said he will be with us until the end of the world. We don't have to worry. So let's shake this town upside down. We've got all the reinforcements that we need. See, I can't do that. Do you care enough to try? Because Jesus said, I am with you. Young boys, young girls, you know, they say to their parents, I don't know. Dad, you going to come? Mom, you going to come with me? I've said that as a kid. Your kids say that. You're going to do something or go somewhere. <coughs> Something's coming up. Oh, Mom, you going? You going? No, you're on your own. Dad, you coming? No, you're on your own, son, on this one. You go. Christ will be with you. The Spirit of God. We don't have to go on our own. Your favorite toy breaks. You know what you and I do? We fix it. We got enough backup to fix it. Do we care enough about this broken world? People sing America the beautiful. Why don't they sing America the broken? That's what it is. What's beautiful about a country that's broken down in sin? What's beautiful about drunkenness, drugs, and fornication? What's beautiful about that? It's broken. Your favorite toy breaks, you fix it. Our nation, our town, our community is broken with sin. You know what Christ did? He gave. He gave himself to it. Now, you can't fix the world. I can't fix the world. But Christ in us as an ambassador for him. Yes, we are on foreign land. But yes, he will be with us. He will supply us with the power. He will give us all of the backup that we need. If you care enough about broken things, care enough. About this broken world. Satan. I'll leave you with this. Satan has most Christians. Yes. I'm talking Christians. Saved people. He has most Christians. Right where. He wants them. Doing nothing. For the cause of Christ. Nothing. And that's where Satan wants every single Christian. He said, Brother Jimmy, I can't do what you do. 
God's not asking you to do it. I do. I can say to you, well, I can't do what you do. God's not asking me to do what he's called you to do. God is asking you to do what he has called you to do. Yes, there's some general principles we can all get behind and understand, which is what we tried to do tonight. But Satan has most Christians exactly where he wants them. Sitting still. Not doing nothing for God. Are you an ambassador? Are you an ambassador for Christ? 